At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line, good morning on a great Sunday. Week 13 of the NFL. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi, looking dapper in your sweater. Good morning, my man. How are you? Good, good morning, Patrick. Happy Sunday. Happy Week 13. Uh, I'm excited. A lot of good games. I think they've done a great job. I'm sure Will Hill consulted with them on the scheduling, but we got good 1 o'clock games. We've got good 4 o'clock games. I don't know about the 8 o'clock game, but... You know, we got a lot of good games to watch. So, the, you know, get your thumb ready. A lot of, a lot of flipping going on here. I, I'm going to correct you. This is the best as far as programming. Now, we work in trading. So if there's a line, it's a great game. You, there's the distinction. But if you just want good entertainment, Michael, today you've got five matchups of teams that are currently in the playoffs. You've got the Chiefs-Bengals, the Titans-Eagles, the Commanders-Giants, the Jets-Vikings, the Dolphins-49ers. I mean, this is literally, if you just look at the slate, the best of the year. And don't forget this Atlanta-Pittsburgh game now. I know Pittsburgh doesn't have a chance you. to make the make the playoffs, but this Atlanta team is still in the thick of the race here. I, I don't know how, but they are. A tribute to Arthur Smith and his coaching staff. But, look, uh, that's an important game. I mean, and, and that's a game that we're going to love to see because there will be more love you towels down there in Atlanta. It'll take over the city. Best fans in the National Football League, Steelers. No, fans. without I'm a sorry. doubt, without a doubt. It's, it's I mean, really I, not close. You know, and, and for having spent most of my career in Cleveland and 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 going against them, I never, I never built like animosity to them. I always admired them because whenever you would go to the stadium, whether it was Three Rivers or the new stadium, and I went to both of them, you know, the jerseys were always there. I mean, there's Rocky Blyer jerseys in the stands. There's Franco Great Harris fans. jerseys. It's it's just an incredible fan, and they travel. Now, Browns fans travel, too. They travel, too, and there's some teams that do. The Chiefs travel. I mean, I think that's why, and I keep saying this, Lamar Hunt was right. Years ago, Lamar Hunt wanted the conference championships games to be played at a neutral site because he knew fans would travel to the games. And it would be another Super Bowl, if you will. It would be it would be another weekend of just unbelievable play. But we haven't gotten there yet because of the home fields. Steeler fans, as they call themselves, Stillers fans. They're also a likable lot. And I told you, Michael, I lived in New York City for nine years, so there's always these bars that are yeah. team specific. And the Pittsburgh Steeler bars were always overflowing. The By best. far the best fan base, as far as just my 
inaccurate representation of my math there. Okay, there's a couple things I want to get to. One, let's just start with the obvious dogs and unders. That continues to be the theme through 12 weeks heading into week 13, which we started on Thursday. 57% for the dogs, 57% for the unders. I want to do something a little bit different coming up in a couple of minutes. I've got key line moves that I'm going to throw at you, and then I'm going to have you react to them. Uh, But the big news today, Deshaun Watson, by the way, did you see that number got up to eight? Deshaun Watson is returning after his 11-game suspension. Remember, 26 lawsuits accused him of sexual misconduct uh, because of the massage situation. Five years, $230 million guaranteed, and he gets a start today in Houston where it all went down. You know, and it's an interesting game because the line moved to eight. It went from seven to eight, but the money's on Houston. I mean, this is one of those games that I always look at on the sheet that I always want to look forward to in terms of low ticket count, high money. That, that to me, is when you go to your VEASAN betting splits every, every weekend and you look, you, you, to me, that tells a story. The low ticket, who's betting the game, how many people bet the game on one side or the other is kind of not relevant. But the money, it's only relevant as it relates to the money. So, for example, in this game, 54% are betting the Brownies. 46 are betting the are betting the Texans, but the Texans have 68% of the money. And so the line's moving to them, even though they have it. So that tells you that 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 they're getting some significant action from sharp betters that are playing Cleveland. I, I I don't know how you play Cleveland, I really don't, because how do you handicap Watson? As Matt Human said yesterday, when we watched him play last in the preseason, it didn't look very good. And you gotta expect some rust. I mean but to me, this is a different game. This is a game where this is Houston has to play well. There's got to be a lot of fire, a lot of emotion. Now, they're missing they're missing their Stingley, their corner. They're missing Brendan Cooks, the receiver. Yep. They're missing some guys. But they've got to play well today or else where are we going with Houston? We're going to get the first pick in the draft. But we got to play. we got to bow our necks a little bit and show that we're making some progress if you're the head coach. Yeah, to be clear, you feel like this could be a last stand for that coaching staff while it's not a very oh. talented Houston team, they could be on their way out because they just have they haven't performed. I, I mean, look, you know, you say, well, how do you fire a coach after one year? After you know, you fired David Culley last year. You, what are you going to fire Lovey Smith again? Look, until you get it right, you got to find the right guy. And and all you're looking for, like I'm not looking for Lovey Smith to come in here and win the South. I'm looking for it to be competitive, to be able to kind of play, you know, and and, and to match. I mean, Arthur Smith, that's what he's doing in Atlanta. He's not a great team, but he's being competitive and he's managing it. I, I, you got to see something out of Houston today. If you don't see something out of Houston and you're Nick Cesario, you got your ownership's got to start to worry about Nick. How, how badly have we are and where are we going? Where are we going? Deshaun Watson, as noted on the Lombardi line yesterday by Matt Humans, hasn't started in 700 days. I was digging earlier today. Quarterbacks who have not started a game in 500 or more days and are laying at least seven points in their first start off the layoff, or one in six ATS. So it's not a big sample size. But again, he's going to be rusty. The one thing that the Cleveland Browns have going for them is they're a run team. And of course, Michael, this is a Houston team that can't stop the run. Right. And, and you know, look, Houston's at some point they got to make, the, you know, Lovey's a defensive coach. He calls a defense. So if they can't stop the run, you know, what bothered you about Houston is, is they knew that Tennessee was going to go in and run the ball against them with a backup quarterback, Malik Willis, and they couldn't stop Tennessee. But that, that was a 17-10 to 10 game. I know Malik Willis played quarterback, but to me, that's what you're counting on. If you're betting Houston, you're saying this is going to be a close game. You're not saying that Cleveland's not going to win the game. You're just saying that, that they're going to play at a higher level than their numbers indicate. Like I said before the show, this is not a handicap if you take Houston. There's no evidence to take Houston based on numerical data, based on the last five weeks. You're basically saying this is an instinctive way that they're going to rise above the challenge. And if I were on the Brownies, I would be nervous going into this game because the crowd's going to be into it. There's going to be a lot of emotion in this, and these are hard games to win on the road. They don't look hard on the schedule. They don't look hard after the season, but there's certain games that you win. You say, wow, that was a hard game. Totally agree. You know, it's a weird spot for Cleveland. It's a weird spot for he's a human being in Deshaun Watson. I'm sure you saw the report today. I guess it's going well with his counseling. They didn't give an update on what that means. 
I will say this. The Texans have dropped three straight to your point as far as them struggling here. ATS, all three of those last three have gone under the posted total as far as the over-under. Quickly just set you up. It is eight Cleveland Lane at 46 and a half. You know, let's talk about the humanistic side here. This is a weird situation for Watson. A lot of those uh, women that... uh, uh, allege the sexual misconduct part of my I'm trying to get the wording right are going to be in the stands. So this is it's a home it's a homecoming for him going back to Houston. It's a weird spot. It really is, and and there's got to be a sense of from the Houston players like you know all they've heard about is Deshaun. They're no good. You know when you get when yes. you get whooped one week to the next, right? Either you rise to the challenge or there's nothing there, right? You get embarrassed like they did in Miami. You've got to come out and play better. You got to say okay, look, enough is enough now. You know, we know this going into the game that that this team isn't very talented. We understand that, but they can play better. You know, but offensively they struggle. Kyle Allen's got to protect the football, but they are able to. Now, look, you know, they're 18th in the league in, def- in, in defensive points per play. You know, they're 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 third down. They're 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 19th in the league. They don't have any strengths. Where they're really good, though, Patrick, is they're 11th in sacks per play, and they're 11th in red zone defense. And you're going to count on that red zone defense to keep the score tighter. That's kind of what you're hoping for. Frankly, I'm right there with you. I'm not laying eight points on the road with a four-win team in the Browns. Okay, They may win the football game, but you could cover eight. Uh, it's a big uh, mountain to climb. Deshaun Watson returns to Houston. We'll keep you updated there. Again, that number was seven yesterday, has climbed to eight. My assumption is it's the defender and Stingley Jr. and Cooks that kind of affected the number coming into this morning as well. Yeah, no doubt. I think clearly that's what's moving a little bit. And, you know, they, look, let's, there's no evidence to support Houston. There's none. Again, it's not a handicap to take Houston. You're basically playing instincts. You're playing the, the team's got to rise. They've got to have a custard last stand moment. And this is the time. And if they don't do it now, when are they going to do it? You know, when are they going to do it? They're the laughing stock of the National Football League, and it's going to continue. And look to the under there, Michael, because no Njoku for Cleveland, no security blanket in that passing game. You know, they already want to run it. Stefanski's going to be pretty conservative with Deshaun in his first game back, and we know what Houston wants to do. Okay. Yeah, so- and, and I think this, like, like let's not minimize, I, I don't think Brissett's great, but I don't, can Deshaun Watson in his first game back play as good as Brissett played? I, I don't think he can. I, think it's, I don't think it's fair to him to think that he could. You know, now will he run around and make a few plays? Yes, but Houston has very good speed on defense. They'll be able to run them down. Houston has trouble playing a power game, and they get tired. Remember, we used to say this about Houston during the year. They were a really good 50-minute team. They would play you tough until the final fall 10 minutes of the fourth the quarter, right. and then they fall apart at the end. Yep, you nailed it. Uh, okay, Michael, weather for December 4th? It's pretty awesome. I don't know how it right? is there in Atlantic City, but we've got only two games. It's cold, but it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Sun's right? out. It's going to be in the 40s. Not a ton of wind. I mean, Green Bay, Chicago, 10 to 15 miles an hour, 25 mile an hour gusts. So maybe but you I, start pointing I think what we under, saw, but. what we saw on Thursday night, you know, Nick Folk's a really good kicker. But I think what we saw on Thursday night, he hit the crossbar, right? You know, the, the length of these kicks are going to have to be shortened, which, again, plays to the under a little bit. This is a, even, the cold weather is not great for kicking the ball you know, outdoors like this. It makes it harder. So will you mean more fourth downs? I don't know. You know. I think certainly some teams will. I know Stefanski will. I know Doug Peterson will. So Green Bay, Chicago, Michael. Rodgers, good to go. Justin Fields, good to go. That's important. When we come back... Key line moves. I'm just going to have fun with Michael. I'm going to throw the numbers at him and have him react, including a fascinating matchup in Minnesota. We've had a key number hit in Minnesota with the Jets. Coming back, Lombardi line on a Sunday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's still the holidays and v is hooking you up. We've extended Cyber Monday. It continues, and you can get $30 for free right now in credit to spend at the VEASAN store. So make sure you check it out. You have to become a pro. Now, why become a pro? Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles, every betting guide we offer, point spread weekly every Wednesday, the tools, including the betting splits. I mean, it, literally everything's there. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And when you become a pro right now, we're going to give you 30 bucks in credit to spend at the store. And while you're over at VEASAN.com, sign up for the daily newsletter, Shout to Bill AD does a great job. It's free as we welcome you back. You know, this Michael Lombardi there on Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice weekend. December 4th, week 13 of the NFL. This is a fascinating matchup. The Jets at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I was just talking to you and Bond during the break. It was two and a half everywhere this morning. It was three with Minnesota Lane yesterday, Michael. Remember, for new betters, the key number is three in the NFL and college. But we're looking three, and now it's from two and a half back to three. So you're always going to see that number get hit up and down and toggle between two and a half and three. But Minnesota, who's been a historically lucky team this year, is lane three <laughs> with the Jets. I'm, no, you're laughing, but check this out. So I was digging into the numbers. They're nine and two with almost an even point differential. But also they've got one of the worst yards per play differentials in the entire league, Minnesota, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, they find a way to win games. And you could look at every one of their tapes and say, well, they could have lost that game. They could have lost to Arizona. They could have lost to the Commodores, right? They, you know, they got the ball. They're down 10 points in the fourth quarter, and they make a comeback and win that game. You know, they, they could have they lost to Miami. They punt 13 times out of 15 drives. Miami had a backup quarterback, and they still win that game. You know, Chicago's driving to win the game at the end, and they turn the ball over. I mean, they've been – fortuitous in terms of how they played this year and they've given up a ton of yards they're 31st in the national football league in yards you know they're 26th in first downs accumulated you know and so they're able to they're they're able to overcome some of their inefficiencies and partly is because they've been very good in the red zone right so you know they, they've been able to score touchdowns. They're 12th in the league in the red zone. They're not good in red zone defense, which is shocking. I mean, last week against New England, they were they, they were they held them that New England was 0 for 3. This is a team that's 26th in the red zone defense. And so the Jets have to come in here, and they've got to be able to not turn the ball over. I know that sounds really simplistic, but when you look at the Jets and you see their and you see when they play well, they play effectively when they protect the football, when they don't give it away. And their winning streaks during the season, you know, when you go back, okay, they beat Miami at home, no turnovers. They beat Green Bay, no turnovers. They beat Denver on the road, no turnovers, right? The last two weeks, they played New England and and Chicago, no turnovers. Now, they lose to New England because of the punt return. But other than that, I mean, if they can protect the football today and not give Minnesota and then pressure, pressure Kirk Cousins – I think they have a really good chance, and I think that's why this line, this why this game has been played. I have it as a 2.47 game, you know, so I have it right there on the number. But I, I do believe that my game codes indicate that, that the Jets have, have more strengths than Minnesota. 
So you just said it, Michael. The Jets, their loss on the road this season was that punt return at the Patriots, but they're four and one on the road this year. We got to give Salah, who you and I like to have fun with, you got to give a guy credit. The team's played well, played well on the road, but let's just start back at the quarterback. It's very clear that Douglas swung and missed on Zach Wilson. Mike White's a better quarterback. Don't talk about potential. Yeah. He's just a better thrower of the football. He's going to be a better quarterback. I mean, Wilson well, is a complete miss. Yeah, I mean, look, they've got to be able to – look, to me, so far, Wilson's a miss. You can't argue that. Mike White, you know, he's going to have to show that he can protect the football. He can't get outside his comfort zone, right? So, you know, here's a guy that's basically what we're talking about, you know, and, and when we go over his career, you know, you you got to look at him and say, okay, he's played – how many games? He started four NFL games in his career. That's all he started, you know? And so, and we're having all this unbelievable love and hope for him because the other guy was so bad. The yeah. other guy was so bad. And so, you know, what he's got to do is he can't be the hero. He's just got to go in there, protect the football, not make a mistake. I mean, the last time he played, when he started to play last year, when he, when he started the three games, he had eight, he had eight interceptions in three games. I mean, he's prone to make mistakes, and today he can't make that. Yeah, my that's more of an indictment on Wilson, who just looks skittish, never looks comfortable in the pocket, doesn't look like a pure thrower of the football. You know it. You've been talking about it for a while now. Uh, this is a he very looks sharp nothing play. like he did at BYU. He looks no. nothing like he did at BYU, and so. But again, you know, Mike White has got to come in here. You know, last time he played through the ball 28 times in bad weather. He only had six incompletions. Credit to him. But, the, you know, he went in Indianapolis and he, he threw the ball, but they turned it over. He can't, he can't turn this ball over today. He's got to protect it. But, and his offensive line, they brought George Fant up because they had an injury to their, their other tackle. I mean, this offensive line is not great. And, and, it, and its liabilities show up especially on the road in Minnesota where this crowd noise is going to be absolutely electric. Can I make it as simple as this? If it's three, you'll take the Jets. If it's two and a half, you'll lay with Vikings. Yeah, like that, I think that's that right. That number is that I, important, right? I think it is. I think it's a field goal game. And I, and I think, look, Minnesota, they got to hit Cousins early. They've got to hit them. And the Jets are a zone team. For all this conversation, Sauce Gardner is a man-to-man. They become a man-to-team based on routes. We'll see how they handle that. I mean, Minnesota has to understand how to attack this Pete Carroll system that they run at the Jets, and they've got to protect. They did a good job of protecting against New England. they got to do a really good job protecting against the Jets. Sauce versus Jefferson, pretty good matchup today there in Minnesota. But Early window. It, Go ahead. I don't think he'll trail him. I don't think that's don't the think way. So? That, that, that's No, that's not, how, that's not how Salai and this 49er team has played. They, don't, they play zone. Even going back to Richard Sherman, they were 80% zone when they were in Seattle. People talked about like they were a man-to-man team. They became man-to-man once the routes get distributed. Once it becomes it, then it becomes a match zone. But as it starts, it starts off as a zone. We'll see if they do that today. Okay, Michael. The other one we saw yesterday, we had a bunch of threes with the Commanders. The Commodores laying three on the road at the Giants. We've now seen that number dip down to two and a half. So, again, toggling on that key number, Washington's laying two and a half at the Giants. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Washington football team has taken the Giants' game plan and duplicated it. And they, they, they've played really good in the red zone. They've been able to run the ball effectively. Not that it's great, but they've been able to run it, and they've tried to limit their turnovers. Meanwhile, the first five weeks of the season, their defense couldn't create a turnover. They only had one turnover in the first five weeks of the season. Now they're starting to get them. Now they're starting to. This is a game that the Jets, excuse me, the Giants, have to – Daniel Jones has got to throw a lot of completions – They've got to use the short passing game as a run game to open up the run game. And then their defense has got to take advantage and pressure Heineke inside because he is a, for lack of a better term, when Baker was playing good, he's almost a poor man's Baker Mayfield. And I say that, but Baker's a poor man's Baker Mayfield now too, the way he's played. So, (laughs) you know, anyway, but he doesn't throw the ball in the middle of the field. And these short quarterbacks are prone to throwing interceptions in the middle of the field. Washington's got to run the ball like they've done, get three yards, get four yards, stay ahead of the down and distance, and then make a big play with McLaurin down the field. I think this is a low-scoring game. I really do. I totally agree with you. By the way, the Giants starting to get healthy. They don't have a ton of wide receiver depth. We know that. But the tight end in Bellinger, right tackle in Neal, the center in Feliciano, outside linebacker in 
I ne- never can say his name correctly, so I'll skip it. Cornerback and Moreau. So they're getting players back here. And you just mentioned, as far as the under here, what's fascinating to me uh, on this game, how about Barkley? Over the past four weeks, he's had a combined 43 receiving yards. So again, his his attempts have started to really decrease because he looks gassed and he's not catching the ball out of the backfield. He's been their key on offense, Barkley. Well, the last time they won, they played the Texans. They rushed for 191 yards, right? You know, they lost to Seattle. In Seattle, they rushed for 78. Last week against uh, – two weeks ago against Detroit, they ran for 89. And then last week against Dallas, they ran for – they can't do that. They have to run the ball. They're not good enough. You can't expose Daniel Jones to a 50-40 pass game. They'll run cross boots naked. They'll do all that. They've got to move the pocket, and they've got to find a way to run the ball. And this Washington team has played run defense really well. Now, you say, well, Atlanta ran the ball on them last week. Okay, Atlanta did run the ball on them last week, but Atlanta's a different run game than most people. They run the outside zone with effectiveness. I mean, it's, it, you can't just duplicate the Atlanta run game. I mean, Atlanta ran for 167 yards. The week before, Houston ran for 21. You know, Philadelphia ran for 94 against them. It's hard to run the ball on this team, so you got to find ways to be creative. And you got to try to stay out of third down because Washington's been very good on third down, the fourth-best team in the league on third down. Chase Young is going to be a game-time decision. They're going to see how he feels in practice, add depth to that great defensive front there with Washington. What's the Lombardi line on the Commanders-Giants? Uh, you know, I had this as a 1.52 game. I had the Giants' favorite. At 1.52. My game codes have the Giants favored. I mean, if I play this, I'm all over the Giants. 1.52, Not a ton of wiggle, but maybe enough to make a play on the Giants. Well, it is a home. lot of wiggle because the commanders, you're getting two, right? And I had the Giants favored by 1.52. So add two to that. So it's really a 3.52 game based on my numbers. The, the commanders are laying two and a half here. Right. Yes. 100%. You nailed it. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to get into a matchup that there's a lot of trash talk. AFC Championship game last year in Kansas City. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. We're in Cincy today. We come back with that next here on Barty Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, horse racing today. You know where to go. VSIN.com slash horses for information. Express Bet, the sponsor. Of course, here are Jeremy Plonk's plays, both from Del Mar. Race 5, Jeremy has the two horse, Ransomware, at 6-1 to one up top. In the, seven, in the seventh race, he has the five horse, Hamwood Flyer on top at 5-1. to one. You can bet these races and more at First Bet, VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. You get $10 free as soon as you sign up, and when you use the code HORSE200, you get 100% match on your first deposit up to $200. It's great. Make sure you check out ExpressBet, VEASAN.com slash horses for details. Okay, we hey, got Patrick. you back here. Yeah, Michael Lombardi. Every time you read, every time you read that ad, I love that ad, I, I think about what, what is Flight Line up to today besides just eating hay? What do you think she's? What do you think he's doing today? I think he's having a pretty good day. If you know, if between you and I, and it's a, it's a, it's a family show. I mean, is he already got his ladies lines. already. Has he got oh. ladies already lined up? <laughs> he, he He's running the greatest Bachelor episode you've ever seen in your life. Wow. In, uh, the rest of his life is a, is, is a revolving door for Mr. Flightline, the legend. I wish we could see him run in 2023, but the money was outrageous. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. No so, you know what's fascinating? The Chiefs and the Bengals, what have you taken from the trash talk that's been going back and forth this week? What? what before we get to that, let's get to the, your power rankings because obviously it adds up to the Chiefs being up top. Michael Lombardi's Friday look ahead for VEASAN subscribers, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Let's go ahead and throw up your power rankings. you got the Chiefs up top. you got the Bills. No surprise there with the two best quarterbacks also on your list. And then you've got the Eagles, Cowboys, and Titans. And there are the Bengals at six. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, to me, the Bengals, well, that, those are my game codes right there. Those are game codes there. The, the, the Titans are high on those game codes. You know, the, the power rankings, to me, the, the Cincinnati has really taken a surge. They've been really good. They've, they've gone up here. They've moved up. They've gotten better each week. I thought the win against Tennessee in Tennessee last week was impressive, right? I thought they did an incredible job. And so they were able to, to kind of bounce back. This week, you know, to me, with Chase coming back and Mixon coming back, 
And then their offensive line. I was counting on their line to not play well against Tennessee, and it did. It played really well. It blocked Tennessee on the road in Nashville. And so I think that gives them – I think there's a lot of – the reason there's so much trash talk, Patrick, is I think there's a lot of – these two teams know they're really good, and it's a back and forth, and I think there's a lot lot that the players want to prove. We shall see today. You know, both quarterbacks, I think, are playing at, at a higher level. I put Burrow in my top five this week. In addition to that, in addition to that, Mahomes is having the, one of his best seasons ever. His yards per attempt is up to 8.1. Last year it was in the sevens. And this is the greatest season he's had in terms of throwing the football per game. He's at almost 325 yards per game. And, of course, Mahomes, your favorite to win the MVP. I'll set you up on the number. Kansas City, two, two and a half. DraftKings is actually sitting two and a half, 110 juice. So kind of stick in there. So Kansas City, a favorite on the road, the total 52. Last year, two games between the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals won both. January 2nd at Cincinnati, a 34-31 win for the Bengals. And then, of course, in the AFC Championship game, 27-24 for the Bengals, where the Chiefs absolutely fell apart. Remember, they only scored three points in the second half in overtime. Yeah, you know, and, and look, that, that's been the Bengals' success, right? play really good defense, don't turn the ball over, win the second half. They did it last week against Tennessee. They carried the ball the last six minutes of the game. Tennessee didn't get the ball back. I mean, this is t- this Cincinnati team is tough. Defensively, you've got to appreciate them. They won't, bl- they won't blink. They understand how to play the Chiefs. They understand what the Chiefs try to do. This Chief offense is more diversified than it was last year. I mean, Mahomes is spreading the ball around. He's still going to throw the ball to Kelsey all the time. But they're effective in terms of of how well they're throwing the football. Like I said, their yards per attempt is up. I mean, this is a game Cincinnati's got to take advantage of, of, a, of, a, of a chief defense that I think you can run the football on. You know, Vegas went in there and ran for 155 yards. That was a long. That was a while ago. But you're gonna have to run the ball. You can't make this a 50-pass game against the Chiefs. You got to run the ball and control the clock a little bit. You got to limit how many times you give the ball. This is a nine-possession game at most. You want this to be a nine-possession game. Try to get it to eight as much you can, and then try to get them to punt twice. Now you got a chance. Cincinnati has covered six straight games as a dog, dating back to last season, including the postseason. Now you said something fascinating. Tell me, walk me inside what this means. The two meetings last year between the Chiefs and the Bengals. In the first half, the Chiefs outscored the Bengals 49-27. to Check this out. This is fascinating. In the second half, the two meetings between the Chiefs and the Bengals last year, the Bengals outscored the Chiefs 34-6 to in the second half. Yeah, and that's just because of their ability to adjust the game. I mean, this is what Lou Amaromo has done since he's been there. I mean, the Pittsburgh's are a tied game at halftime. And the next thing you know, Pittsburgh, other than the last drive of the game, they can't do anything. They barely, they barely get first downs. You know, so he does a really good job of saying, okay, here's the strategy you've employed. I'm going to adjust it. I'm going to change what I do to modify it, and then I'm going to take it away from you. And I think he's done a great job with that. And he knows Andy doesn't want to throw the football, run the ball. He knows Andy wants to throw 50 passes. He knows he's got to keep the quarterback in the pocket. The one difference between this Bengal team than last year's team is the fact that the Bengals don't rush the passer as effectively. Hubbard and Hendrickson have not put pressure on like they used to last year. And, and I think that shows up. And when you look at the numbers in terms of yards per uh, sacks per play in the game, I mean, you know, Cincinnati's 29th in sacks per play. That, that, that's not where they're good. They're really good at forcing incompletions. They're third in the league in forcing incompletions. And second-half defense are the fourth-best team in the league. If you want to bet that trend of the Chiefs dominating the Bengals in the first half, today they're laying a half a point in the first half. That total is 26.5 for the first half. I was like you. I thought he might get cleared. Just to be clear, it's going to be P. Ryan. Mixon has not cleared concussion protocol, but you nailed it. Jamar Chase is back. Any difference there? I know you're high on Mixon. Does that change the game plan for Cincinnati today? Well, no, the ball's got to come out of his hand quickly. They've got to win man on one, one-on-one coverage. The one Achilles heel of the, of, the, of the Chiefs has been when they go against teams with good receivers, okay, like the Chargers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they struggle to win one-on-one matchups. I mean, and that's really where this game's got to come down. Chase has got to be a factor. 
They're not going to double chase. They're going to leave them on the You've got to be able to make plays in the passing game, and you've got to win one-on-one coverage. That's going to be critical. And if you could do that, you've got a chance. And then the other thing you've got to be able to do is finish drives. You can't kick field goals against them because they're going to score touchdowns on you. So you've got to be able to kick – you've got to be able to score touchdowns and, do the, and go from there. And I think that ultimately you can. And, and look, here's the thing. The Chiefs are 32nd in the league in red zone defense. So if you get it down there, you're going to score. You can't kick field goals. How about, oh, it looks like Poland was just about to score there. How about Frank Clark dealing with an illness? Bond just told me he's questionable, so that hurts. That's that one pass rusher. Look, that you know, and against Jonah Williams, the left tackle for the Chiefs, that, that was an advantage that the Chiefs, against the Bengals, that's an advantage the Chiefs had. They got to block Chris Jones inside. But this Bengal offensive line, which most of the season has been in the bottom third in sacks per play, were finally are a 22nd. Not that that's great, but they've moved out of that category, so they've been able to do that. And, you know, look, the, you, you can throw the ball on the, on the Chiefs. You can run the ball on the Chiefs. The problem is you get behind against the Chiefs, and all of a sudden it falls apart. You know, the Chiefs are 24th in the league in yards per attempt against them. You know, that's not good enough. And so, and they're 30th in touchdown passes allowed against them. There's, they, you can throw the ball on this team. You just got to protect the Chiefs not a great cover team. Conversely, the Bengals eight and three ATS this year. How about this? Including the postseason, the Bengals have covered sixteen of their past nineteen games. So they've been profitable for betters if you've been backing the Bengals. Let's get to the Lombardi line here on Chiefs Bengals. Uh, I mean, this is a. I love this game. It was two. I had it as a two point two six game, and my game codes are very similar. My game codes, I mean, the Chiefs are outstanding in terms of my game codes. I think they're the number one teams. And those game codes are basically, they relate to the, what I, the 19 categories of, of what I think determines winning. And the Chiefs are really good. And their game codes, they're, they're in the top seven in 12 of those game codes, right? They're, they're, in the, they're in the top two, they're in the top of 12 in two more. So 14 game codes, they're, they're elite. And whereas the Bengals are, are really good, too. The Bengals are really good in nine of those. And then they're good in two. So they're in 11. So they're very close. This is a close game. It's a really close game. And I just feel like home field should make a little bit of a difference. And it's going to come down to, I think it's going to come down to field goal kicking, which, which obviously the, the Bengals have been very good there, and protecting the football. I mean, the one thing about the Chiefs, they will turn the ball over. They turned the ball over twice against the Rams last week. The Michael Stafford's been shut down. I, I think you're on to something here. I think it might be it for Stafford's career. He's been placed on the IR for the Rams. When we come back, we're going to talk about Seattle, of course, in the playoff hunt. That number has dipped below seven down to six and a half. Seattle at the Rams. And then for our Masson audience, we have to discuss Denver and Baltimore. Yep. And I want to focus. Baltimore is such a conundrum because they're a juxtaposition. They're a first half team, the best in football, and then they fall apart in the second half. I don't yeah. know what you attribute that to. Um, and I have to ask you some t- tough questions about what's going to happen in, in the offseason with Denver. Okay? Tremendous start here. We've got the Lombardi lines to juxtapose the market as well. As we continue along, it's a great day. The slate is awesome in the NFL. We're back here. Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back on a Sunday, week 13. Of course, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Got a great deal. It's a one-game parlay. Any NFL game wager with four legs or more. If all of your bets hit but one leg, you get 25 bucks back in free bets. It's a great deal over at BetMGM. Remember, download the app. It's been reconfigured. It's really conducive to in-game betting. Go to BetMGM.com or download the app. 21 years or older, of course, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, we got you back here. Masson, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. We welcome you, and we're going to talk about your Ravens now. That's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Of course, the Lombardi line. So let's talk about Denver-Baltimore. We'll get to Denver and the drama in the offseason in a second. You mentioned during the break, this number opened Baltimore 8. It's bet all the way up to nine and a half, nine. I'm seeing mostly nine and a halfs here, Michael. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, you know, the, the I, I was surprised it didn't open up at a higher number. I thought it would definitely move. My number for this game was when I started early in the week when I ran my numbers on, my numbers on this game was nine, 12.7. So I, wow. I was expecting it to really go up. And Baltimore's playing home, coming off a really tough loss. They'll be highly motivated. You know, they're getting a little healthier, it sounds like, in their offensive line, which will help. And they've got to figure out a way to close these games out. I mean, Denver doesn't score a lot of points. I mean, Denver last week went into Carolina and slept walk. I mean, they didn't really do anything. And, and they had no energy. They had no zip. And as good as they played defensively, I mean, Carolina ran the football on them last week. And Carolina was effective running the football on them. And so, you know, you know, Baltimore's going to run the ball. And I think Baltimore needs one of those games where they're just going to come out and play as well as they can. I mean, Carolina ran for 185 yards on them. They threw for 164. That, that's a pretty good recipe to, to beating for Baltimore to follow. And so I don't know how Denver's going to be able to score enough points, protect. The offensive line's bad. And then we can have the Russell Wilson conversation if you want, but Russell Wilson is name only. I mean, he's, he's, I have him on my bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL. He doesn't make any plays with his feet. He can't escape pressure. And I think the Ravens match up well against their, their offense. Any reason to, I guess, give credence to the fact that the Ravens have been an awesome first-half team and then struggled in the second half? I Just throwing that out there for the mass and audience, it seems it's, it's a weird juxtaposition, no? Yeah, it is. I mean, last week, when it boiled it down, they turned the ball over in the fourth quarter, they fumble, and then they, they kicked too many field goals. They didn't close the game. I mean, anytime you're playing a team and you turn it over in the fourth, you've got a chance to, to lose. Anytime you're playing a team and you and – you, don't put the ball into the end zone and kick field goals. You have a chance to let the league's too tight. It's too close. What's, you know, Minnesota plays New England on Thanksgiving night. I mean, New England goes 0 for 3 in the red zone. That's why they lost the game. All the other stuff didn't come. They lost the game because they had to kick field goals. They kicked three field goals. That's nine points instead of those four-point plays, which would have added 12 more points, right? So yeah. instead of having 21, you got nine. You're down 12. Same thing with Baltimore. They kicked too many field goals. Now, some of them were long field goals. But still, they got to find a way to close that game down. And they've got to find a way, Baltimore. To me, and I keep saying this, and I don't understand it. I mean, they've got to find a way to utilize more of the middle of the field with their court, Lamar Jackson. I think their passing game and their, the being in the shotgun all the time and this RPO stuff, I think it's outdated. 
I think they need to be under center, run some bootleg, move the pocket. This kid, Lamar Jackson, can throw the ball in the middle of the field. It's proven. That's why he wants to throw it to Andrews all the time. They, but they keep signing these little wide receivers on the outside, like Deshaun Jackson. Like That's not his game. His game is throw the ball between the numbers. That's his game. And they keep finding – they want players outside the numbers. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a disconnect between design and production. How about strategy today? Of course, Baltimore, number two ground game in the NFL. You know this intimately. Remember last week, Carol, the Broncos, if they have a weakness on defense, it's stopping the run, and they gave up 185 yards last Sunday in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, their defense to me, when I watched the game, their defense to me – lacked interest and I know people say well the the argument between Pico and and look you when you know your offense isn't going to score you kind of get the you kind of get to the point where you're like what are we doing defeated and Russell and Russell can can pretend that he's everything's under control but it's not I mean look here's Baltimore Baltimore's got to start the game fast Baltimore comes in there opening drive get 10 point opening drive make this a 10 point game right from the start make Russell have to participate it's going to be a hard game for them because this Denver offensive line, which has got a bunch of injuries and is going to have a hard time blocking, especially on the road. By the way, this is wild. The, the total's 40 today in Baltimore. How about the Broncos? They're 10-1 and one to the under this year, which is wild. And Baltimore, 7-4 and four to the under, so two under teams. Also, I don't know how to explain this. The Ravens are 0-4-1 ATS at home this season, and they're 4-2 and two ATS on the road, so they haven't performed Baltimore at home. I mean, the, the, this Denver team has only scored 20 points twice. They scored 23 against the Raiders in week four, and they scored 21 in, in, in London against Jacksonville. They, and in that game, they had three drives. That's all they had. They had three drives in the game. They had 12 drives total. They had three drives. They had nine punts and three touchdowns. I mean, this is a team that can't score. I mean, they can't score. And they're going to struggle to score against Baltimore. And Baltimore's got to put pressure on Russell. Because one thing now, when you attack Russell, you're not worried about him making one of those oh-wow plays. I mean, I, I've said this before. Russell's no longer, you know, cooking at the French Laundry. In fact, he's no longer cooking at a diner. He's actually like almost a cafeteria cook. Like that's about the level he's cooking at right now. So let's have the – oh, and as you mentioned during the break, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy looks like they're going to play and give uh, Russell Wilson But they don't get the ball. There. I mean, they don't get the ball. They can't get them the football. I mean, think about this. They've thrown – last week they threw against Carolina. They threw for 125. The week before that against the Raiders, they threw for 226, right? And that was an overtime game. Tennessee, they threw for 240. I mean, they don't throw the ball. They can't make a play in the passing game. They haven't had, since opening weekend, they haven't had a 300-yard passing game. And you're paying this guy $250 million. Okay, let's have the conversation, Michael. Put your GM hat on. George Payton. No, not that Payton. The George Payton. Isn't it Patton or is it Payton? He runs the Payton. Broncos. Uh, he is the general manager. He signed Nathaniel Hackett, and he signed Russell until he's 40 years old. There's some decisions that need to be made in the offseason. Where do you start with the Broncos? Look, I think the, the, the biggest issue here is understanding what the crux of the problem is. You know, is it, is, it, is it Russell can't play anymore? Is Nathaniel not a very good – Nathaniel Hackett not a very good head coach? What is it? Is it all these injuries we've had? Well, when we were healthy, we still weren't very good. You know, we were against the – we lost on the road to Seattle, and Seattle wasn't playing nearly as well then as they are now. So I think it's really the issue. I think the quarterback has declined. I think the quarterback is much like uh, Allen Iverson when he played basketball. You know, Iverson was electric as a little guy, but once he lost a step, he became a little guy. Russell was electric when he had all that quickness, but now he's just a little guy. And I think it's a problem. And so you could change coaches, but are you changing? What are you doing with the quarterback? Are we going to fix this problem? We don't have draft picks. We've, we're we can't get rid of the quarterback. We're tied up to him. We're guaranteed the money. So we're going to have to solve the problem around him. I, I don't know how you do that. I think it's going to be very challenging. And you've got new owners. I mean, the one thing, the owners, they didn't sign. The, they, they, didn't, they okayed the contract. They didn't okay the trade. And they didn't okay the hiring. They, they inherited that. I like the Iverson-Wilson comp. Now, you can't get out from under the contract. This is You're married to, to, to Wilson. My assumption is they move on from Hackett in the offseason, yes? 
I thought they were going to move on from Hackett after the lack of effort against Carolina. I mean, if I were the general manager of the team and I saw that performance against Carolina, you know, you say, look, they're, they're not responding to the coach. That's what you're looking for as an executive. Does the team play hard? Do they practice hard? Are they responding to what we're teaching them? When you go out and give Carolina 185 yards rushing, when you know Carolina doesn't even want to throw the ball, they want Sam Darnold to not participate, and you still give up 185 yards rushing, and you're a good defense, you know something's wrong. You remember that total, that win total was big on the Broncos. There was a lot they, of juice uh, for this team coming in, and, and they're on there. It hit under. Remember, they got an A in the offseason from the worldwide leader for their for their ability to get for Russell Wilson. Even though nobody acknowledged that Russell last year had the lowest rushing total of his career, and he didn't play well last year. He did not play well last year. That's a fact. You can blame it. Everybody blames it on Shane Waldron, just like everybody's blaming it on on Nathaniel Hackett, which is, might be true. They're 30th in, in third down offense. They're 31st in red zone. Those are things that the coach can help and control. But Russell's got to make plays. Yeah, Patton's got some splaining to do. It's almost like fantasy football when you sign Wilson off of what he did last year and then immediately, I don't know if you have to, I guess you do, immediately give him that extension and now you're married to him through the age of four. Oh, you had to give him that. You were He wasn't coming on the trade. He wasn't going to come. Russell, it's, no, yeah, Russell's right. very good at the political backward. This is why there's so many of those players, they know how he is. There's a perception of Russell and then there's a reality of Russell. The media only knows the perception. Yeah, his teammates call him Tupperware. It's kind yeah. of plastic. When we come back, it looks like Tennessee's the sharp play. I wonder if Michael Lombardi agrees. Tennessee is catching four and a half, five at Philly. Shout to Philly, Bird Gang. And then also, we've got Stafford shut down essentially for the year. That's next. Hour two next. Lombardi Line, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. 